Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Okay, so heads up everyone. Two things. First thing is that it's actually super windy today outside. I'm up on a cliff in the mountains and the wind is so crazy. So we'll see what the audio sounds like. But I am in my tent of melton wool. So we'll see if it blocks out the noise. But if you hear any weird background noise, it's just the wind. It's actually kind of cool. I kind of feel like I'm in some ominous movie where something's about to happen. (laughs) Anyway, the second thing that I want to warn you about is that I'm going to totally nerd out in this episode. So I was actually going to release an episode this week about energy and mass and light and matter. But when I heard news this week that nuclear scientists had actually achieved a breakthrough on their research in nuclear fusion, it really motivated me to dive deeper into creating this episode for you guys, just so that you can have a deeper understanding about just how it is that everything in this universe is made up of light, from mass or matter to everything that we can physically see and touch to energy in all forms. So my intention for this episode is to satisfy the logical part of the brain in its understanding of exactly how it is that light and energy and matter actually works so that you can really understand conceptually and from a logical point of view and so that you can understand how we can use the energy of our spiritual tools like light codes and energy from emotions or in creating our manifestations consciously. So I kind of really want to reconcile the understanding and the understanding with the complex physics topics that satisfies the ego's minds and then the intuitive um, understanding that we just know inside and that we can intuitively see play out in our world. Okay, so as we know, everything is energy. And just like the center of a sun or a star, the energy starts from within and then spirals outwards into our physical world. Now, if you didn't hear of the news of the nuclear fusion breakthrough, then let me just update you briefly because it's a really important breakthrough that will go down in history and can potentially be used as a source of clean and virtually limitless energy. So as it gets developed and researched further, it really could be a viable alternative to using fossil fuels. And it's also an interesting breakthrough that touches on how ultra high energy light can create matter and how mass amounts of almost limitless energy can be created. And honestly, it's breakthroughs like this that get me so excited for the future and how in an instant things can just change out of nowhere. You know, when you kind of get caught up in the doom and gloom of everything and think, oh, nothing's ever going to change. And what am I doing? What's the world doing? We're so lost. And then boom, in an instant, there's just that little bit of light 
or breakthrough or hope that comes through. And honestly, in times of the looming climate change and just imbalance in the world, you know, it really is all too easy for all of us to get sucked into this perceived gloom and doom and hopelessness. So this is a reminder that there is also a spark of light and of hope and potential. So counter to nuclear energy's bad rap (laughs) that it got from the meltdown of Fukushima and Chernobyl, nuclear energy is actually one of the cleanest energy sources that we have for powering the globe. Not many people are aware of this, but at this current time, even if we took all of the wind turbines and all of the solar panels in the entire world, they actually wouldn't generate enough energy to even power the world. It would only generate enough energy to power China alone. So right now, the renewable technology just isn't there yet or developed enough yet. And in existing nuclear plants, which currently accounts for about 10% of the world's electricity, the electricity is generated by nuclear fission. This is where energy is created by splitting heavy atoms like uranium. So fission creates radioactive waste and has had a bad rap over the last few decades as nuclear plants are actually run by using very old and outdated technology. This new breakthrough, however, nuclear fusion, on the other hand, does not produce such waste, nor does it produce carbon dioxide or any other greenhouse gases. And the hydrogen atoms that fuel the fusion reactions are in a pretty much limitless supply. So let me explain what happened in very basic terms. So the researchers at the facility fired the largest laser in the world into a tiny cylinder holding a diamond capsule containing hydrogen isotopes. Now, the laser that was used delivered energy that exceeds the entire US grid. And it delivered this mass amount of ultra-high energy in an attempt to compress the capsule's fuel to reach densities and temperatures and pressures that are higher than that of the center of the sun. So it's pretty intense. Now, the extreme temperatures and pressures, which are similar to the core of stars and planets and in exploding nuclear weapons, triggered a fusion reaction where the hydrogen atoms combine to form helium, releasing a massive amount of energy at the same time. Now, the facility in which this experiment has been researched in uses nearly 200 lasers to heat and compress the hydrogen atoms that then creates pressures of more than 100 billion times the Earth's atmosphere, which is insane. I can't even fathom that. And these extreme conditions create a state of matter known as plasma, in which hydrogen atoms fuse. And this is, in fact, the same process that powers the sun and other stars. So that's pretty cool to see this laser light creating a state of matter known as plasma. So more research and development, however, must be done as the lasers are not the most efficient at this time as the facility uses hundreds of megajoules of electricity just to produce the laser light. So even though, yeah, obviously the technology has a ways to go in terms of development, this breakthrough is huge. 
And I think that it's just super interesting. And I just thought the use of laser light and hydrogen atoms was really interesting as I had actually just read some very new and interesting information about laser light and hydrogen only just the day before. And I was reading and researching about it to perhaps use in this episode, but to be honest, what I found out about laser light and how it actually works is so huge and big on its own that I'm going to have to do a separate episode, but I will be talking about hydrogen today. So speaking of hydrogen, let's now get on to light and matter. So we know that our universe is made up of energy and mass, light and matter, and we can see many examples of how mass and energy are interconvertible. I mean, just look at our sun. In every second that passes, the sun is actually converting 4.26 million metric tons of its mass to produce the equivalent of 384.6 septillion watts of energy. Now, I know that's really hard to put into perspective, but it's just basically a buttload of energy. And so you can think about this energy that comes from the sun and how it's used to feel so much life, so much regeneration and all the different processes down here on Earth. And I just love thinking about that. So, yeah, just take a second to think about that. All of the life forms and processes that require this energy from the sun I think about this every time that I go outside and put my eyeballs into the sunshine, which is a lot, (laughs) as much as I can here in Canada anyway, just soaking up and absorbing all of that vitamin D and the spectrum of healthy light rays through my eyeballs that works its way through the exclusion zone water that is within our cells that make up our body. So all light rays are energy and this energy affects how every physical thing in this world is created. Now, I also think back to, you know, some of the authors that I follow and read about light and energy and, you know, from Walter Russell, I think he had a statement similar to that all nuclear particles are just little holes or Nikola Tesla also quoted that everything is light that light and matter is unified. And now think ahead to even the most recent discoveries by scientists where they have used ultra-high-frequency laser light to spontaneously create hydrogen and even plasma, which is one of the phases of matter. So the idea has been there for a while. Okay, so now let's do a quick refresh of the electromagnetic spectrum of light. Let's go back to our high school days where we're looking at the spectrum of light. (laughs) So somewhere in between the ultraviolet light and infrared rays, we have the visible light in which we can see. So these are the colors ranging from deep reds, oranges and yellows and greens to blues, indigo and violet. And on one end of the spectrum of light, we have radio and television waves and then infrared waves, which have a longer wavelength. And they're light waves in which we can't see. And then, of course, on the other end, we have shorter wavelengths where X-rays and gamma rays are and in which we also can't see. But remember, just because we can't see them doesn't mean that these rays of light and energy does not exist. 
And it doesn't mean that they aren't affecting us and our reality just because we can't see them. So yeah, gamma rays have the smallest wavelengths and the most amount of energy of any wave in the electromagnetic spectrum of light. They are produced by the hottest and the most energetic objects in the universe, such as stars and pulsars and supernova explosions, and also the regions around black holes. Here on Earth, however, gamma waves can be generated by nuclear explosions, sometimes by lightning, and less dramatic activity of radioactive decay. So with that refresher in mind, what's really cool to read about is, and you can do this, you can do a quick Google search of galactic jets, or they're also called astrophysical jets. I might even actually link some information about them in the show notes in the resources section. But with that refresher in mind, just read up about these galactic jets or astrophysical jets. Because what you will discover is that they are essentially black holes that are emitting trillions of tons of hydrogen. Now let's revisit some basic high school physics and remember that all atoms on the periodic table are just compounds of hydrogen. Hydrogen is the fundamental in this universe. So think about that. All atoms that make up everything in our reality, basically, is just compounds of hydrogen. And these mysterious black holes out in our world, out in the galaxy, are emitting or blasting out trillions and trillions of tons of this hydrogen. Hydrogen is the fundamental particle of the universe. So all atoms in the universe are just compounds of hydrogen, and hydrogen is actually just super high-energy light. So let's break that down again. All atoms that make up our bodies, that make up our physical reality, at their very core are hydrogen, compounded hydrogen. And hydrogen is just super high energy light. So that's what's going on within us and all around us. And you can even extend that same sentiment outwards out into the galaxy and think of black holes, these mysterious black holes that we don't know too much about. But what we do know, however, is that they blast out trillions of tons of hydrogen. Now, what's super interesting about black holes is, is that they're not just a hole. You know, they're not a tear in space and they're actually not black either. What they actually are is they're a supermass. So a super duper mass where, you know, I mean, us humans can't even begin to fathom just how massive they are as we have nothing to compare them to that will make us comprehend just how big they are. But these masses, these black holes, are just massive, massive, super masses with no magnitude, where dielectricity has overthrown magnetism's ability to keep that mass or that object within the visible universe. So when this happens, when dielectricity overthrows magnetism's ability to keep something within the visible universe, that something then blinks out of existence. This is what a black hole is. And as Ken Wheeler suggests, we can reconcile light and matter and even black holes as one unity. 
Hey friends, welcome to Tea with TJ, where every sip brings you closer to insightful conversations and delightful discoveries. Join me every Wednesday as I navigate through topics ranging from culture, creativity, personal growth, all over a soothing cup of tea. Relax, unwind, and expand your mind with Tea with TJ. Subscribe now on all your favorite podcast platforms and brew up some wisdom with me. And remember, be kind, keep sipping, and I'll see you next week. So all matter is light, ultra high energy light. So light and matter is reconciled. It is one. It is unified. So I think that's pretty cool too, to unify light and matter and even black holes and their role that they play in the creation of the universe. Now, an even deeper rabbit hole that you might like to explore is that the only thing that actually keeps any mass or matter in the universe is magnetism. Because mass and magnitude or volume cannot exist without magnetism. And I want you guys to think back and remember to the episodes I did on what magnetism really is or how true magnetism actually works. It's the zero point or source seeking itself and drawing it to itself. So in physics terms, magnetism is not just two objects accelerating towards one another. It's not the perceived polarities of the negative or positive that it's attracted to and that it's accelerating towards. It's actually the null pressure point between the two objects. That null pressure point is the zero point. It is source. And it's here at the null pressure point where there is no pressure. There is no polarization, so to speak. The field quantity is actually zero. So when two objects are magnetized towards one another and they're coming towards one another, it is seeking the zero point or the null pressure point in between the two objects. It's not the positive attracted to the negative or the negative attracted to the positive. So with that in mind, let's just have a little ponder on this and explore or question rather if or how we can relate all of this information that I just shared to understanding deeper consciousness knowings. So the polarities within us are not what is authentic. So not our polarized actions or thoughts from our masculine or feminine energies that are within us. Not our actions or thoughts from our polarized emotions, so our extreme emotions. You know, it's not any feelings or actions that come from obsession or infatuation of something or someone or of fears of something or someone. Nor are our polarized views or opinions, so our extreme views or opinions and actions taken from that place. No, true magnetism, so true, authentic and sustainable and balanced manifestation, so creation of life and creation of everything in your life, is actually created through source seeking itself. That is how we create a more true and authentic and sustainable life. 
and not through our polarized emotions or thoughts or actions that are driven from our fears or that are driven from our obsessions or infatuations that aren't healthy or through unhealthy addictions. These are all examples of polarized behaviors or polarized um, situations that can fuel certain thoughts we have or fuel certain actions we take. So true magnetism is source seeking itself. So this is us starting the manifestation process from our true and highest sense of self within. And remember that the only way to depolarize them is to simply just become conscious of them and what is at the root that is driving such extremities or polarization. And this is what the term coming to light means. So bringing light to our shadows is us becoming aware of what is at the core or the root or the center of our behaviors or thoughts or actions that come from our shadows, that come from our fears. So bringing light is to bring awareness. When we bring in more light, more conscious awareness into our everyday lives, it will literally change how things manifest in your reality. Because when you become more aware, you're bringing in more information. That's what light is. It's just information. You are bringing in more light information. And so thereafter, the actions you take, the thoughts that you consistently have, the choices you make, what people you choose to say yes or no to, what people you choose to spend time with, all of that changes. So all of what was created from the more unconscious version of you slowly breaks down and breaks away. Your overall energetic frequency changes so that then you're an energetic match for different experiences to come in. So different opportunities, jobs, people that match your new frequency. That's what happens when you do this work, when you bring light to your shadows, when you choose to become more conscious in your everyday life. So when these new opportunities and jobs and people come in that are an energetic match for your new frequency, what you'll notice is, is that they come in in the most divine way, the most synchronistic way that almost seems like magic. Like the signs and synchronicities and the magic and the manifestations are just so awe-inspiring that you can connect the dots and you can see how the energy works. And the more that you get examples of how this energy works and how the manifestation process that comes from your higher self, from, from source, works, the more you learn to trust it, the more you see it everywhere, the more you learn how to navigate it, and the more you actually want to share your experiences and, you know, your process with others too. But in the same breath, it is also really hard to explain to people because when you're unconscious, you literally don't have the same amount of information as someone else does that's perhaps a little bit more conscious. So when you're limited in your information, it's really hard to understand and perceive a world that someone's talking about and how things work, right? So remember to just have patience with yourself as you learn to navigate your own patterns and navigate your own process and how things work for you. 
Okay, so if all mass and matter, so people and houses, animals, nature, if all jobs and places and basically absolutely everything in our reality is at its most fundamental level all just compounded hydrogen and essentially ultra-high energy light, then you bringing in more light, bringing in more awareness to yourself and the world, shedding light on your shadows and your fears and your limiting beliefs, shedding light on all situations more and more each day, well, doing this will shift and change and alter how this light manifests outwards into your reality. So whatever it is that you're wanting to create in your life, it all starts from within you and how conscious you are, how aware you are of what's motivating you, what intention is at the root of what it is that you're wanting to create or manifest in your life. So everything in this physical and non-physical reality starts from within from deeper levels of being conscious and spirals outwards and manifests as physical matter in your reality. All atoms that make up our physical reality is compounded hydrogen. Compounded hydrogen is ultra-high energy light. Mass or magnitude is created by magnetism and the zero point or source point is what accelerates magnetism. It's what draws objects, people, places, and situations together. Now, before I conclude this episode, I actually want to read you a passage from Walter Russell's book, The Secret of Light. So I asked my guides to share with you a parting message for today as I held the book closed in my hands. And then as I asked the question, I just let the book flip through my fingers until I landed on a page. And so I'm going to read you what I landed on. And here is the excerpt from Walter Russell. And it's actually in relation to the symbol of love that he drew that extends from rest to motion. And basically, its symbol symbolizes the wave frequency of light. And I'll actually upload a picture of it as this episode's cover art. But I couldn't be more stoked with this message that I landed upon because it is perfect for this episode. So again, it's just another example of just how it is that things manifest in our reality when the intention is there, when you're aware of what it is you're creating. So I was aware of what my intention was for this episode and I was aware of what it is that I'm creating for you guys. So the fact that I landed on this page with this message is in alignment. It's an energetic match to my intention. Okay, so anyway, it reads, The principle of love is desire to give. God gives love by extending his light. God's love is a mirror of light, which reflects his giving of love by the re-giving of love. The law of love is rhythmic balanced interchange between all givings, and re-givings. The symbol of love is the wave of dual light, which gives and re-gives equally and rhythmically. This is a dual electric wave universe of interchanging light.
I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where you can get every week's episode delivered right to your inbox. You can also follow me on Instagram at my everyday alchemy. Have an awesome week, everyone. Stay grounded. Don't forget I've uploaded some meditations for you guys if you're finding yourself feeling a bit overwhelmed during this silly season. There's a five-minute calming and grounding meditation and then there's a longer one too that's only guided for a little bit. I really hope you all have an awesome week. And I think, oh my gosh, is it? Yeah, what date is it? And a Merry Christmas too. Or happy holidays. Yeah, geez. Oh my gosh, what is time? Where did it go? Time's not real. (laughs) Anyways, have an awesome holiday week. Happy Hanukkah, however it is that you celebrate this time of year. Bye, everyone. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Owen, hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. So as this was an episode on light, I thought I would share with you a pun about light, but I've now decided not to. So I'm going to keep you all in the dark. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's so bad.